there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name's Brian, and today I have a fantastic interview with another great podcaster. Her name is Kristen Clark. She has over 17 years' experience working in church ministry, primarily with children and families. But she now serves as a ministry consultant, a worship leader, and a speaker. She's the creator and host of the Collide Kids podcast, where she gets to meet guests from around the world who each share their unique story and reminds everyone that God loves them. Kristen, welcome to Good Podcasting. I'm so excited to talk to you today and have you here. Thank you for letting me be here. I'm excited too. Yeah, so I wanted to jump in and kind of hear about your podcast. But before we get into what it's all about and who you are as a creator, I listened to a couple of your episodes and I happened to stumble upon episode 100 that I think released here just recently. So Mm -hmm. congratulations on that, by the way. How did that feel to reach a 100 episode milestone? It felt like a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like, I can't believe I got this far with it. Um, Yeah, it it was really cool. It It felt monumental for some reason, yeah. you know, like even like, like I've done this for a couple years. So like even passing like the one year or the two year mark, it was still the 100 episode felt a little bit bigger. So I feel like I crossed over. I don't yeah. know what, but I've crossed <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, I love that. That it was really fun to hear you talk about that quite honestly, because I, my first podcast, I got to 171 episodes, I believe. And then it was part of a previous job that I was, I had. And so we had to kind of wrap that one up at 171, but man, 50 felt like a huge milestone. I remember hitting 100 and it was even better. So again, congratulations on that. You told a story in that one where you said you were, I think you were, even as you were getting started with the podcast, you were trying to design your graphics and your cover art and things. And you came across one that, I don't know if you saw it or you created it that said you hit your 100th episode or something like that. Tell that story a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I use Canva. Um, Cause it's free uh, and, <laughs> and it's awesome. Um, but I started using that just to kind of create a logo and that's how I create like, you know, artwork for my bio and, um, for my guests and different things like that. And so when I started out, I was just kind of creating templates and frames for how I was going to use stuff. And so I was using myself, my pictures Mm. as the kind of, uh, test run, I guess. And, and one of the things I just, I created this little frame and I thought it looked really cool. And I was, and I just typed in, we made it to 100. And then um, it was kind of funny cause I, I don't think I would have, I don't, I'm not going to use that frame. Like, you know what I mean? But just right at the beginning, but it became this like marker. Cause every time I opened Canva that would come up, I would see that. And so that visual goal that was accidental, I wasn't like, this is my vision board for my podcast. It was just something I accidentally created and never took down. And so it, it became this accidental vision board or vision goal that helped me to just keep getting there and thinking, I am going to get to 100. Like the closer I got, you know, I was like, I think I can do this, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do now? You've passed that. Do you have another one that says we've made it to 200 or 500? I don't know. I, I don't, maybe I should. Maybe I should make like, we did it. I don't know. I need to, I need cheerleaders all the time. Just cheering me on, like stop procrastinating and things like that. So I need to really actually make it a, on purpose vision goal. (laughs) It'll help inspire me a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes the accidental ones are better even though. So I create content (laughs) on a YouTube channel called Summit City Studios as part of my business, but I got a comment actually just the other day 
that uh, it was on a video that I did about interview technique and good interview technique and poor interview mm-hmm. technique. And somebody commented and said, you know, here's the things that make make for a bad listening experience for me when somebody's doing an interview. But then they said, but I, I have to give people a break. And I'm paraphrasing. I have to give people a break because I understand that my favorite podcasters, it took them 100 episodes to really nail the technique. And I thought that is what a perspective. So you've made it to that point. uh, And I'm sure you've nailed your interview technique long, long before that. So uh, we talked about this big milestone. Tell us about the actual podcast. What is your podcast? It's called the Clyde Kids Podcast. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So the Clyde Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families uh, because kids don't usually listen to podcasts on their own. They sometimes do, but most of the time it's in the car with the family. Um, And so it's just for kids and families to enjoy together and learn something new and kind of have a driving um, faith thing underneath it. I can't think of the word, but uh, just that that thing that we're always um, hoping that our kids take away something from it. That's sure. what I want them. I'm a mom, so it's going to come out. <laughs> but uh, being in kids ministry for so long, I've always just kind of been an interested in things that kids are interested in. And I wanted to create something that was fun, but also educational. Again, I'm a mom. Um, and I really... <laughs> I really just was interested in in stories and hearing people's stories and learning about what they do and what they're passionate about. And so I get to interview people about their job. So I've interviewed a jet pilot. One of my friends is a tower crane operator. Wow. I interview uh, music artists and children's book authors and comedians and like all kinds of different people who are all different in their their skill set and their passions. But the one thing that's the same is that they all have this faith that kind of stands behind what they do and why they do it. And Mm. I'm always amazed by that because I feel like kids need to understand and hear that you don't have to be in ministry at church in order to serve God and to love God and to work out your salvation. That Those things can happen anywhere and whatever you're doing. And so I want kids to connect with using their their God-given talents and abilities and passions and also applying that to their faith and using their faith wherever they are. So I love that I get to to share with kids and with families about these different people. So sometimes uh, the people I connect with have big followers and they're you know, celebrities or athletes or different things like that. And then sometimes I connect with people that just I'm just really interested in and want to get to know them. And so it's kind of fun being, uh, I think one of my friends said, you're the interested listener. You're teaching kids to be mm. interested. And I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think that's something that I am. I am interested. I want to know. And I love that I get to share that. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think there's a lot of, there's several common threads that I hear as I interview specifically other podcasters. And it's the, the one, one of them is the thread of always be interested. It's better to be interested than interesting as a podcast host. Like if you're interested Mm -hmm. in what your guest says, your audience is more than likely going to tune in better because you're interested and they want to hear what they have to say as well. Um, And then the other thing is the idea of wanting to share stories. And so you and I, we were talking just a few minutes ago before we pressed record, and we have similar backgrounds uh, in ministry. We have similar passions Mm -hmm. in what we're doing currently and moving forward. Um, And I've always connected wanting to engage in and hear people's stories as a kind of a ministry thing, because that was what I was trained to do. Um, But I talk to podcasters that have a faith background that don't have a faith background, but that's one of the things that most good podcasters 
have in common is we just want to hear stories and we want to elevate people's stories and we want others Mm -hmm. to hear from them. Um, And so I find that fascinating that even in those very specific words, you just iterated the things that I've heard over and over from other podcasters. So um, I do love that. So if you're listening and you want to be a good podcaster, be an interested person, someone who asks right. some good questions. So um, I'm going to, let's get into a little bit more about the podcast. I'm curious how it got started because, you know, as I work with people getting projects off the ground, one of the big questions is who's your audience, right? You've got to right. dial in who your audience is so you know what they're, what questions they're asking, what problems you're helping them solve and what stories they need to hear. Yours is really interesting because your audience is children and families, but ideally it sounds like you want kids to hear the stories of these adults who are living out their faith in a variety of different ways. So mm-hmm. how did you begin to dial in your content to the point where you're really connecting with the kids that you want to reach who don't typically listen to podcasts? Yeah, well, I really felt like I mean, this is my favorite genre of podcasting is listening to interviews and conversations, uh, especially when you're on a long drive or something like mm. just hearing people talk to each other. I enjoy that. And um, I was looking for a podcast for my kids, something that we could enjoy together. They're a little older elementary. And so, you know, some of the kids podcasts, um, some of the Christian kids podcasts out there is kind of younger. It's for the younger audience. And so yeah. they would connect with it, but they would either be really short or it was something they weren't really it wasn't really speaking to them. And, and, you know, like I said, I love sharing people's stories. I love hearing people's testimony time at church. That's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things is learning like how someone came to faith or how someone started in a ministry or in a project. And so I've always enjoyed that. And I love being able to share that. I think even with my friends, like I was in a small group and, um, there's a part of the group when we're starting out, everybody kind of shares their journey of faith and how Mm -hmm. they became a Christian. And I think two of my friends were in that group that I'd known for many years. And when they shared their story, I was like, I I had no idea this was part of your background. So I think it's one of those things I need to learn to be better at is Hmm. getting to getting to be a better listener and also asking really good questions and learning about people's background. So I started the podcast kind of on a whim. It was during 2020 when everything was a little a little shaky and a little shut down. And so (laughs) I needed a creative outlet and something that I could um kind of invest all this energy into. And when I started thinking about, I knew of like maybe 10 different people that I knew just from networking and ministry or from my college days or just people at my church that I thought, you know, that would be so fun to talk to them and find out how they got started or why they did that. Uh, My first interview, my very first episode is with my mom. Okay. (laughs) And I told her, I was like, listen, because she's not very tech savvy. She's better than she thinks she is. But I was like, if you can operate this on your end and like, I want to figure out how this works. And so we we actually did a test run and then we ended up doing it again because the sound was kind of crazy, but, mm-hmm. um, but it was good. It was like a good experience and it was really fun to be able to, to share that with my mom. So she's my first guest. Um, but yeah, I really love, I really love to, like I said, to share people's story and to find out about them. And so it was really cool to be able to put something together that my kids could listen to. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I was like, I felt like it was something God laid on my heart to do, but you know, I, cause I never thought I'd start a podcast, Yeah. you know, that seemed like everybody's doing a podcast. Like, I don't know, yeah. but 
I remember sitting with some friends, uh, some of my adult friends on a vacation or something, and and I, our kids are just sitting around listening to every word we say. So, like, kids are interested in listening to adults talk, but I try to keep it kid-friendly in that we don't talk about things that are too deep. Um, mm-hmm. Spiritually speaking, we still t- touch on things that are important and biblical truth that's important to me, but... You know, we kind of keep it light. We always start out with a joke. So I make every guest tell me a joke, okay. which is a little disarming. Even the comedians that have been on my show have been like, this is really hard. Yeah. Like, it's your job. Come on, man. <laughs> but uh, but I love that, that that's kind of the opener for the show, kind of pulls the kids in right away. And so, yeah, that's yeah. what we do. So those first couple steps sound like maybe we're a little scary. I never, you said, I never thought I'd start a podcast. Um, walk, walk me through that experience of, I know you interviewed your mom for the first time, but what were some of the things that you had to learn to get over and get past, uh, as a creator? I think just having a plan like to set out, I like to be spontaneous and, you know, shoot from the hip, but with podcasting, that's not always wise. So, (laughs) so I did figure out that I work really well with a template. And so kind of creating that template, it took me a few episodes to kind of figure out, um, how I needed to make it flow and then just communicating that with the person on the other end. So it didn't throw them off. Um, I think also, you know, I still say, um, and like, and yeah. so, and all those things. And so I'm definitely my worst critic. And so scripting a little bit, but also just giving myself grace that I can edit that later yeah. and it'll be fine and not getting hung up on that, that I can't pay attention to what's happening. Cause like you said, like you really have to be interested in the person and so it, it forces you to focus in and pay attention. And so those are, those are some things that were, um, somewhat of a challenge at the beginning. I don't mind my voice. I'm a, I've been a voice teacher and a singer and all that stuff. Okay. And so I, um, that wasn't really a hang up for me. Um, I'm kind of used to hearing it cause I'm hearing it in my monitors or whatever. So, yeah. uh, that wasn't a thing, but I do think, you know, just getting used to that and, and knowing kind of the flow and how to project or how to sound like you're smiling when you're talking versus what's up guys. Like when I would, I would, so I do the intro and the out, um, kind of post-production like, or after the interview is over. Yeah. And so I'll come back in and I can tell, I can tell in my voice when I recorded it at like 1am. Cause I was mm-hmm. like in a crunch trying to get it done versus during the day, <laughs> you know, you're like, Hey everybody, you know, <laughs> that's my 1am voice. And then <laughs> The, the earlier in the day, I'm a little more perky, so that's better. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I promise. So I just recorded an episode that's going to air the week before this one. And it was about four things that helped me grow in my confidence as a creator that I, and you just named three of them. The one that you didn't <laughs> was the voice thing, uh, because you're used to that. Uh, so I promise that this conversation came after that recording. And it, I think you need to, if you're listening to this and you struggle with that, go back and listen to last week's episode. And I'll, I'll nice. even say this, when when I record by myself, my voice sounds different than when I do an interview. Yeah. So I do kind of alternating episodes on this podcast. And so when I'm by myself and I'm just recording, talking about, you know, this mic that I'm using and some tips for how to get better with your mic technique or whatever, like I'm just... I don't sound as interesting as I do when I'm <laughs> yeah. listening to someone and we're laughing together. So uh, I, it's funny that that's kind of your experience too. And I do a lot of late night recording and yeah, 
that's don't do that unless that is don't your like <laughs> best time of the day. Don't yeah. do that. I'm definitely a night owl, so I do get a lot of stuff done at night, and so I, I'm better at the editing part. Yes. So I will try to carve out time if I know I can't record and edit and do everything all at once. I'll try to like piece that out and just save the editing for the evening yep. time. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh, talk about your. Let's talk about your workflow a little bit. You say you kind of got a template that you put together now that you use. Talk us through kind of your workflow as you prepare for an episode to actually releasing an episode. What does that look like? Yeah, well, I like to stay about a month ahead, uh, even six weeks ahead with my interviews. So I have those kind of stacked, which is nice. Um, because if something falls through, I have had that happen once where Mm -hmm. I was supposed to interview someone at the beginning of the week and my episode was going to release at the end of the week and they canceled and we rescheduled twice. And then I was like, what do I do? So (laughs) that was a a little nerve wracking. I think I found someone really fast, um, and got that in, but I think having just some set, set aside some time during the week. Um, I'm not really the type of person that can like do like a little bit every single day. I just, you know, it's kind of when I find that chunk of time that I can sit down and think about it and develop it or make it what I want it to be. Um, I usually do, I usually release my episodes on Friday, um, which that came from work while I was working full time and doing this Friday was kind of my day to get stuff done at home. And so I've tried to change my schedule and it didn't work out. I was like, (laughs) you know what, who cares? Like it is what it is. It works for me right now. So Um, so Thursday and Friday are really the times I'm thinking the most about my, my podcast and releasing and how I'm going to set everything up. So those are the, probably the days I give the most time to editing and putting things together. Okay. So you do all the editing and post-production and everything yourself as well? Yes. I am a one woman show right now. I would love to not be, but (laughs) not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. How did you, did you have experience with that prior to starting this podcast or how did you learn and what do you use? to do that. So I think I I told you before we started recording, my husband's an audio video guy. I have a lot of nice equipment because of him. I don't know what to to choose or to pick, but he knows what sounds good and you know, what's good for recording and things like that. So he definitely has been a huge help for me, teaching me how to do all this stuff. Um, I use GarageBand to edit. So I'll record on, I used to use zoom for my interviews. Now I use recordings from Riverside. So I edit, kind of put, add in the music and all that fun stuff and then load it up, um, to anchor, which is my podcasting platform. And, and yeah, so still, still using the, I've heard there's other ones that are better for it, but I really, I still, I know how to use GarageBand and I can't go back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did (laughs) up until this one that I started, I've used GarageBand for everything I've done. Uh, I just upgraded to Logic Pro, um, I don't know, about six months ago, but GarageBand's great. So, and it's free if you have a Mac, it's already there. You don't have to buy any new software. So that's one I definitely recommend to people because there's so much, so much you can do with it. Um, You talked about your your husband helping you with equipment, things like that. So we joked a few minutes ago about the mic that I can see. I don't know that everybody's going to be able to view this, but the mic that I can see over (laughs) your shoulder that that's just sitting on a shelf back there. Let's talk about it's cute. the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, I've got the same one, like I said before, on a similar shelf over to my left. Um, let's talk about maybe the, that mic, was that the first one you got? And then why yes. you upgraded, why that maybe didn't work for you and what you use now that maybe works better in the space that you have. Yeah. So 
I so I used a blue Yeti at first. My husband got it. It worked fine. Like it's for what it was. It's for recording. It's multi-directional. All that good stuff. It looks cool. You know, it has a good you know, whatever. So you feel kind of special. Like I'm using a real podcasting mic. I'm yeah, unofficial, right? everybody. <laughs> um, but the sound quality on it, it just popped too much. It was too, you know, and I, so I was having to like, <laughs> I was having like speak sideways of my mic, like trying to keynote. You know I mean, uh-huh. like trying to not like spit into it. It sounded like I was like coughing every time I used the letter P or T in any of my words. Yep. So anyway, I, I just was complaining so much about it that my husband said, let's look into a different mic. And so now I have a sure, uh, M seven B and, and, or what is it? SM. Oh, you got, is that the SM seven B? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's like kind of it. the standard yeah. for sure. Yeah. I don't know anything about, but it's, <laughs> it's great. I like it way better. It also doesn't pick up. I, I like that. It doesn't pick up. Like if there's a fan going, Upstairs, the Yeti mic would pick that up. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, but not for podcasting. Yep. So it doesn't pick up that ambient noise that's kind of around um, and some things like that. So this mic is definitely a lot better for that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I got rid of my Blue Yeti um, for the same reason. It's a great yeah. mic if you have the right space for it, for sure. So I feel like it, right. it's gotten a bad rep on this podcast because I've had three or four people <laughs> like, that's what I started with that I had it's to change so quick. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, no, man. it's fine. It's, it's good, good for like if you're doing surveillance of of an entire house, it'll tell you what's up, <laughs> but not for podcasting. I, I would <laughs> never have thought to use it in that way, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, when my when my dog squeals two floors up in, right. in the back bedroom or something, I can hear it. Yeah. Well, and I'm in my basement. Like we haven't outfitted this like a sound studio or yeah. whatever. And so I think you really need to make sure your settings work with the room you're in. Like you said, like not just don't pick just a good mic. Think about what is happening all around you. Mm-hmm. So like we have concrete floors and, you know, so we have to kind of outfit the space for what we have and then think about a mic. Honestly, like when my guests reach out, like, should I use a mic? What should I use? Should I get one? Um, the little um, earbuds, the wired earbuds, the little mic on that yeah. is some of the best <laughs> quality stuff. Uh, if people don't have like a high quality one, those are great. So yeah. you don't have to have an amazing microphone. It's really about your atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much agree with that. Would you say, so you mentioned the earbuds with the wired mic. Would you <laughs> recommend those? What's your feeling between those and like Bluetooth AirPods or AirPod Pros or something else? What's your opinion on those two? <laughs> um, I think anything that plugs in is better. Okay. Just, you know, Good old analog is always going to, I think, be a little more clean. Uh, The Bluetooth has a lot of interference. I think a lot of times when people try to use their AirPods or different things like that, sometimes we have to wait for them to figure out how to connect it or things like that. And so anyway, I I don't love those. Um, And I've even said that to people before, like the mic on those is not great. I know you can hear me, but the mic on it doesn't sound very good. Yep. Yeah. So and then too, like. For women who wear earrings or like if you have long hair that touches it, it's touching right there against the microphone. So that creates another barrier or another like weird sound that you don't have to deal with if the mic's somewhere else. Yeah. All sorts of great podcast wisdom coming from Kristen (laughs) Clark after 100 episodes. Uh, What are some of your next steps as a podcaster? What are you hoping to do? Heights you're hoping to take the Clyde Kids podcast to? Like, what you, what are you looking at? 
Well, I've really been amazed at how the podcast has opened doors for me to minister in different ways. And I'm thankful for that. I think that's really amazing. Um, I feel like the podcast is a ministry. I'm connecting people. I'm sharing stories. I'm Mm. sharing stories of people that have great resources that families need to know about. And so I love that I get to do that. Um, So I want to, I want to keep doing that, but I think I love that I get to share things like, you know, where people are and what they're doing um, in real time. And Mm -hmm. because of that, I've been able to speak at conferences. I've been able to be on other people's podcasts. I've been able to kind of share my story in different ways. So I love that it's opening those doors. You know, like we said before, we were, I was in ministry before and, you know, kind of didn't know what to do with myself after I, (laughs) after I stepped away. And so I love that I'm still ministering to the church, even though I don't have an official title. So I want to keep doing that for sure. Um, and I'd love to, you know, I want to keep going. I, I think I need to figure out my next goal for sure. Uh, I want to get it more into sponsorships and things like that. I haven't really done a lot with that. So that's kind of probably the next step is, is figuring that out. Yeah, I think that's a big one. So a lot of people that are just starting out want to figure out how do I monetize? And I think there's ways to do it, but it's really difficult when you're starting. And so mm-hmm. to think about sponsorships and, and to hear someone, a veteran of, a hundred plus podcasts now say, you know, I'm, I'm now looking at sponsorships and monetization and stuff. I think that's, that brings some reality and some perspective mm-hmm. to someone who's looking to start because they think it's an easy way to, to make money and get their story out there, which it really isn't. It's a fun way no. to get your story out there, but it's a grind to do it well, to grow and even to get to the point where you can begin making some income off of it for sure. So right. yeah, Kristen, this has been a pleasure. Um, you know, we, again, uh, we have similar stories, uh, even mm-hmm. currently in our lives. And we talked about that a little bit beforehand. Uh, so it's, I do really appreciate the things I really appreciate about what you shared today were, you know, beyond the podcasting, beyond the, the success that you've had is just the, the heart that you have and the posture that you have to listen to people and to, again, share their stories, elevate their stories for the sake of, a generation that's coming behind that mm-hmm. needs to hear them. Sure. Yeah. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who you've given a ton of advice, but if you could give <laughs> one piece of advice to someone who is just getting ready to sit down, maybe today as they're listening to this, to sit down and record their first episode, what would you tell them? Um, I think for me, the biggest help is having a plan for the next episode. So I think, you know, it's easy to think about, okay, I could share this on my podcast. I could, this would be a great topic to talk about for one episode, but if you can't make that into two episodes or you don't have an idea for the next one, I think you really need, before you start out, I've told a couple people this, like write down an idea for 10 episodes and if you can do that, then you're going to you're gonna have a podcast because you're going to know where to go next. And just mm-hmm. always having that next thing ready, um, I think, will really help you to keep moving. Because I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people stop is because they get into it. And they're like, OK, now what? Like, now what do I talk about? So mm-hmm. if you have this plan that you're moving forward, I think that's really going to help you out. Yeah. And you ha- if you have a plan for 10, you're already past most people that only right. get to seven, right? 
that's that's really good advice. Kristen, where can people find you? It's the Collide Kids podcast. Uh, where else can people find you on social or you, uh, do you have a website? Where can they find you to find out more about what, you, what you're doing and who you are? Yeah. So if you go to my website, it's collidekidspodcast.com and you'll find all the information about episodes and me and things like that. There's also a place called the kids only segment and I let kids call in, call in, you know, and, um, and they can do like a, a, a Bible verse or their favorite joke or a little recording. And then I put that on every episode. So I always have a kid on my show, uh, in every episode, which is fun. Um, I'm also on Facebook and, uh, Instagram and reluctantly on TikTok. So okay. you can find me those places there too. <laughs> All at Collide Kids Podcast. Um, so I think my handle for Instagram and Facebook is both Collide Kids Pod. And then on on TikTok, I'm Kristen Up Clark. So okay. you can find me there and follow me. So I'll keep doing it because that's that's <laughs> the new platform. I'm like, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. So well, here we well, are. Well, there you go. You said earlier in the episode, you need cheerleaders to keep moving forward. So hopefully we'll push <laughs> yes. some people that way Help to cheer you on for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Kristen, once again, thank you for being here. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for letting me share about my show and uh, and congrats to you for all you're doing. Thanks for what you're what you're sharing with other people. Because I know for me, having an audience, no, having people that can help with resources. That's been vital for me to keep going. So I know your podcast is helping a lot of people too. 